Welcome to episode 68 of the G-Man Journal podcast. I'm your host, Ben Beccarelli, and today I'm joined, as you guys probably already expected, by Dylan Weston. What's up, guys? We are back. Yeah, so today we are redrafting the 2016 class, which I, I know that we said that 2014 was was the best class that we were doing, but I think that this one isn't, isn't too far second. Yeah, I agree. I think... What, what it really comes down to is what positions you value in the sense that this is a significantly better quarterback class and, and 2017 is the same. And um, or, or, or do you value the fact in overall talent? Because I think although most people would probably claim that the quarterback is the most um, important possession on the, or, uh, position on the field, then that doesn't necessarily make up for the rest of the draft. So, so in that sense, maybe you think, 2016 is better, but I think outside of quarterbacks, 2014 has the clear edge. Not maybe not significantly, but but I think to the point where you could definitely tell. Uh so yeah, yeah. All right, before we get into um things today, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Chris J. Vaccarelli. If you're a small business and you're looking for an account to help with your tax needs, call Chris J. Vaccarelli CPA. Chris J. Vaccarelli, you don't forget about the little guys. Big thanks to him for sponsoring this episode as always. And without further ado, we will get into it here. Now, the Rams had the number one overall pick, and they went with Jared Goff. Now, this pick has somewhat worked out for them, somewhat hasn't. Um, I think that they go with a different quarterback here, a guy that went just one pick later um, in Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, Now for the second straight NFL redraft, we have a different number one pick. Now, I do not. I know you have Goff going relatively early. I do not. I could not find a particularly, particularly quarterback needy team to slide him into. I, I think after you get through the first two, it's not 100% clear. So, so and I, I don't think, I think it's clear that he's not a top two quarterback in this draft class. So, I have the Rams going Dak Prescott. Um, Yeah, I like that. Prescott goes a little bit later for me. I think you could argue who's better, Dak or Wentz, but that's not what we're here to do. Um, I think you could even throw golf into the conversation. I think that that, that makes sense. Um, I think you could probably make the case for those in golf and or sorry in, in either Wentz or or Dak. Um, I think you could probably even make the case for golf. Um, I think that personally, I think golf is has had a bit of a better career to date. Um, I know that. Prescott has gone through some things with money as he he is right now, but I think um, and that added in. I I wanted Prescott to go to a place where you guys will see him in a sec. But anyway, we will move on to two to the Eagles, where I kind of just foreshadowed my pick and where I had them taking Jared. Yeah, now I do not agree with that. I I'm, I'm we're all entitled to our own opinion. I have Jared Goff going significantly later in this draft. I am not a Jared Goff guy by any means. I mean. You could only look at the Super Bowl season or, or the season that they made an appearance in the Super Bowl, and then maybe you have an argument. But but Goff, who was the first pick in the draft, came in um, to the Rams originally, and, and it's before the Rams were a powerhouse, which was really only for one year uh, or, or two years, or one year of not being a powerhouse. And he wouldn't couldn't even win the starting job in like nine games into the season. They finally put him in, and, and he was terrible. It. It took them having a ridiculously good team with an MVP level Todd Gurley and and um and a good defense and very electric on every other 
um, aspect of the of the team. Uh, just to have a a relatively good season. That's my why I'm anti Jared Goff. I have the Eagles here selecting Carson Wentz again. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, Wentz went to this pick in real life, and I had him going one pick earlier. I think I think the the argument you're making is fair. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't. I think. I think either way. I think I get what you're saying as far as as far as Dak, but I think that they're both you know two time Pro Bowlers and they both had they both had solid careers. I think the reason I went with well two two reasons I went with Goff over Dak is one because I think um, one because Goff has had has had the playoff success or to a degree, um, whereas whereas Prescott really hasn't. And, and two, um, I think that that I wanted Prescott to to go um, to a certain spot, which, again, you guys will see in a little bit. But anyway, we'll move right along here to three. To the wait, 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 just for a sec. Sorry. Um, I, I think the Dak versus Wentz argument, which, in my opinion, is more of a, an argument than whatever you were looking at with Wentz and Goff and, and Dak. I feel like Dak won, obviously, the durability is, is important. We saw Dak as a way better rookie season. Then we saw Wentz come out the next year and, and – basically had the MVP one until he got injured. Um, and then Dak, and I think maybe before that, even with the injuries and the fact that he's never played a full playoff game, you still look at, um, you, you still look at, and only like one quarter of a playoff game. It's also not like he got hurt like multiple times in the playoff game. He barely even been there. And you look at Dak and he had an MVP level season, probably maybe if we're including Wentz's injury, just as MVP level of, Wentz's 2017 season, so I think it's a toss-up, and I just, I just think because of the durability, I had to go with Dak. That was my explanation. Right. Okay, we will move on to three to the Chargers, where in real life they went with Joey Bosa, a guy who, who you could make the case for being one of the top um, edges in the league and top defenders in the league, for that matter. And I think just because the, the pick um, – it hasn't necessarily traded or translated to success for the Chargers, but not that that's Bosa's fault in any way, shape, or form. So I think that, that they stick with this pick here and, and go with Bosa. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we both have the same pick there. Um, we will move on here to four to the Cowboys, where they made um, the solid selection of Ezekiel Elliott. You could easily make the argument that he goes here again, but I think that they end up going with the guy that they took in the fourth round in Dak Prescott. Yeah, uh, after I've boasted going at three, because we kind of skipped over that, I, I don't have much to say. Um, and for the next two picks after that, I have the same selections as they were actually selected in real life. Now, had Dak, I, you guys probably can tell just through seven minutes of this episode that I'm anti-Goff, so I wasn't going to have them selecting quarterback here, because so I think he ends up going uh, a lot later. Th- this team was coming off a 4-12 and season. Uh, Tony Romo had been injured. Tony Romo never really, or never played an NFL snap again, or a, a um, regular season snap again. Um, I had the Cowboys going, like I already said, the same pick as they actually did with Zeke. Yeah, I like that. Zeke goes a few picks later. I think you could you could easily make the argument that they that they stick with him there. Um, we will move on to to five to the Jags, where I think that they take um, one of, if not the top receiver in the game, and Michael Thomas. Okay, yeah, Michael Thomas. That that's completely logical. Um, 
I like I said, I think, or, or like it's been stated, maybe a bit too many times in this series. If you make a logical pick, no matter how it works out, maybe you do it again. And I think, in some sense, it's a ridiculous comparison, but I, but I think you could, for you, compare it to to Jalen Ramsey basically being a star, but just not working out with them, which I, th- I think that's comparable to, like, D'Angelo Russell, like we were talking about yesterday. Maybe not on that level of a star as, as Ramsey is, but in some sense, it's comparable, so you just change it up. But I think maybe if we're making other selections, maybe Ramsey does not end up getting as angry as he did and not demand a trade. So I think they go with Ramsey again. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I think what you said um, makes sense as far as as far as you know, in in a in a made up world, maybe things work out a little bit differently. I think that um, I. You know, I, I decided to switch it up. Um, I don't think Ramsey is, is that bad of a pick. Um, but we will move right along here to, to seven to the 49ers, where I think that – or six. sorry, six, six, my bad, to the Ravens, where I think that they go with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, now, well, he's off the board for me. And I was looking at offensive linemen because that was the primary need at the time. And I just did not think – and. One, Ronnie Stanley, all seven, or this first seven picks um, were all, wait, were all, just let me pull it up. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the first seven picks were all pro bowlers, and I'm not, um, which you probably will not find in most draft classes. There's usually at least one bot, uh, absolute bust near the top, and, and there is a big bust in the top ten, but not as big as others, potentially, because he's, he's stuck around. Uh so I wasn't going to go offensive uh, linemen, just to inform you guys. The best O-tackles in the draft are, in some order, Laramie Tunstall, Ronnie Stanley, and Jack Conklin. I, I think you could argue, and I think it's possible that Laramie Tunstall is a top three, top five offensive tackle in the league. Uh, I did not decide to go with him, though. I decided for the Ravens to select Michael Thomas. Um. Yeah, obviously Thomas went went off the board just one pick earlier. Um, yeah, he gets the pick here for me, so I think that uh, both those picks end up working out for the Ravens. Um, I think we will move right along here to seven for the 49ers, um, where in real life the real pick was uh, was DeForest Buckner, which 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 worked out for them. Um, I have him going um, a little bit later, um, but I think um, they, can, they will continue to improve on that D and go with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think that makes sense for the Niners. I have him off the board. I think they go for another skill position here. Now, now like the um, – or not like – unlike a bunch of these teams, until you really – until this year, you saw no success from, from this time until now, I feel like. Um, for the Niners, when you look at the Ravens, obviously they, they made the playoffs once, grabbed Lamar. Uh, Jags went to the conference championship and not should have, but no, probably should have went to the Super Bowl in 2017-18. Cowboys uh, went 13-3 and three the next season. Chargers won 11-5, uh, 12-4. Last season, Eagles won the Super Bowl and Rams went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you've seen success with all of these teams except for the Niners up to this year or until this year, but but anyway, I think the Niners grab a um, player that will help their offense. We obviously saw their defense 
grow into such a juggernaut. So I think you work on the offense in selecting Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, we will move on to eight where I have the Titans going Tyreek Hill. Um, I like that pick. Um, I think maybe that, that comes up as a what-if scenario if if the if the uh, Chiefs never – Never get Tyreek Hill. Does that does that offense become as prolific as it does? I don't really think. I mean, especially if he's on the team that you beat in the Super Bowls, um, on the other sideline. I, I think not that these teams necessarily both get back to the Super Bowl, but but it, and Tyreek Hill made what you could argue is the biggest play in the game with that huge or that that bomb uh, pass from Mahomes to Tyreek. Right. Uh, when they were trying to come back, which they obviously did and ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I think that is a major pick for me, but but I think it's still pretty big for him to go to the Titans and not go to the Chiefs. Right. All right, so... Another guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my eighth pick... Uh, by the way, Tyreek Hill was also big in the Titans game, too. Not going to lie. Um, so for here, I think the Titans go with a guy that, to be honest, probably until whenever... The Titans traded what would have been the first pick. This was the pick. Now, Laramie Tunsil, I think, is the guy who's going to be selected here. Now, now Tunsil, one, has been a very good player. He got traded to the Texans this past offseason, um, or the 2019 offseason, technically. The 2020 offseason, it has passed as well. Anyway, I think... Um, I, uh, Larry Tunsil was the pick at number one until the Rams and Eagles both traded up to number one and two to select quarterbacks, or at least it, it was pretty clear that they were going to select quarterbacks, uh, combined with the fact that Larry Tunsil kind of showed up and, and sent this picture out of him like wearing a gas mask. We're not going to get into the drama of the 2016 draft night. That is just not our problem. So, so I think Laramie Tunsil is a very good pick for the Titans here. Yeah. All right. We will move on to the ninth pick, so the Bears, where you can give your pick here. Yeah. I have the Bears uh, who selected Leonard Floyd in real life. Just to summarize, um, the Ravens selected Ronnie Stanley at six. The Niners selected DeForest Buckner at seven. And the Titans selected Jack Conklin at eight. All good players. I think the Bears here who selected Leonard Floyd, who – who I think you could argue is the worst player of the top nine. Um, select Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, I have the, I have the same pick here. Um, I think I think anytime you can you can sit there and, and replace um, you know a, a, a position for a position. Leonard Floyd obviously being an outside linebacker and and um, uh, the guy we have them selecting is a defensive end. So not too much difference there. Um, so we will move right along here to 10 to, to the G-Men. Yeah. So the Giants obviously made their probably their second worst selection of the decade here. Um, and it was right after their first. Uh, this pick was at 10. The pick before, which was Eric Flowers, was at 9. I don't think this pick necessarily hurt them as much as the Eric Flowers pick. Because like I said um, – I think I was talking about this last pod when we both had them redrafting and selecting Andrews Pete. That was rumored to be the pick. The pick was rumored to be Vernon Hargraves here. Now, the not is Andrews Pete became a Pro Bowl player. Vernon Hargraves hasn't, so I think that really makes. 
I think it makes some sense just in the sense. Like, it's not as bad as a kick because of that. It hasn't hurt, came back to bite them. So I, I think you go offensive line here anyway by selecting Ronnie Stanley. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, I have them going with a different line. A guy that, if you guys listen to this podcast consistently, you know that I wanted them to go after in free agency this year, and, and that would be Jack Conklin. Yeah, uh, I think Conklin, you could argue, is is better than Ronnie Stanley. I think it's up to or up for debate. I, I wasn't sure. I I mean, you look can look at the Pro Bowl and the fact that the Conklin has never made the Pro Bowl, but the Pro Bowl is more of a popularity contest, not not based on actual right. skills. I, I think I, I think it's very very arguable who is it, the better player. I, I, whatever you say, it's you have a decent argument. Uh I just decided to go with Ronnie Stanley here because I think he is slightly better. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, we will move um, along here to, to 11 to the box where, where I think that they go with uh, with Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones, I have him going um, a, a bit later. I think the Buccaneers go cornerback again, probably not as talented as Chris Jones, but, but I think it fits the need that you were looking for by selecting Xavier Howard. Yeah, um, Howard goes um, a little bit later, um, not not too much later though. Um, I think I think you you certainly see you certainly see the need um, in cornerback as the pick was Vernon Hargraves, um, who who obviously is a cornerback. Um, we will move right along here to to twelve to the Saints, where where I think that they go with a guy you had the Giants selecting selecting at, at ten, um, and that would be Ronnie Stanley. Now I think you could you could certainly make the argument that that Tunsil is the pick here. Again, as we've said multiple times, it's it's very close at the top um, as far as offensive linemen between between um, Conklin, Stanley, and, and Tunsil. So I think you could make the argument for any one of them. I think that I wanted Tunsil to go one pick later because that's that's where he he did actually go. So that was the the uh, uh, point behind that. But but yeah, so that's my twelfth pick. You can get yours here. Yeah. Now and now for the twelfth pick, the Saints selected Sheldon. Um, Rankins, who, who hasn't became a terrible player. I think you go with the defensive line again by selecting DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I like that. Buckner goes um, a few picks later for me. We will move right along here to 13 to the Dolphins, um, where in real life the pick was Laramie Tunsil. And as we mentioned earlier, he is now um, one, of, one of the best um, tackles in the league. So I don't see any reason to change that as you go with Tunsil here. Yeah, uh, I think that makes sense. Obviously, that was the pick in real life. Uh, and, and I think because you see a big or, or at least a decently drop-off in offensive tackles, and you probably don't see one for a little while, if at all. Um, I think it's very logical for the Dolphins to go with Conklin here, who's still on the board. But I, I think with the offensive lineman drop-off after, or maybe slight drop-off, but, but I think there's a team that desperately needed an offensive tackle, and I think – I wanted them to go with him. And, and I think you look at an option to fill a need. Now, Now the Dolphins' defense was pretty good for a little while with, with guys like Cameron Wake, but I think you add to the defensive line, who is not, not great now, by getting Chris Jones. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, Jones went just a couple picks earlier at 11 to the Bucks, but we will move right along here to, uh, to 14 to the Raiders, where I think that uh, – they go with a guy you had going um, a few picks earlier, 12 to the Saints in DeForest Buckner. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. DeForest Buckner has been a very good player. He got traded to the Colts this offseason. Solid pick here. I have the, the Raiders going safety, one, because that was a pick in real life, but two, because I think you could argue that he is a good fit um, around this range in draft selection. I have them selecting Cam. Yeah, Meyer. I like that pick a lot. Um, he goes um, a little bit later. For me, I think you could certainly make the argument that that fit would be a priority here, and that's why you would you would go with that. That certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, we will move right along here to to fifteen to the Browns, where um, where in real life the the pick was was Corey Coleman. Now Corey Coleman hasn't had the best career. Um, he is he's now with um, with um, with the Giants mostly as a special teams guy. So his career hasn't been hasn't been the best, but I think that. Um, the the Browns here go with uh, the other side of the ball in defense and, and go with Xavier Howard. Yeah, I had him going number eleven to the box. So, so obviously, I think that is a at least somewhat of a steal here. I have the Browns going with a guy who um who is on their team in real or was on their team and or um a guy who. Go Badgers, by the way, um, was very good. He he is not on the Browns anymore. He was until last year, and they did not resign him. Uh, and Joe Schoen. Yeah, Joe the Show. Um, I like that pick. He goes um, a few picks later for me. I think, obviously, he was on the uh, on the Browns for, for a period of time. But we'll move right along here to, 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 to 16, to the Lions, where I think that they go with a guy you had going at 14 in Kevin Byard. Yeah, Kevin Byard is a very good pick, I think, for for them. I think it makes sense for the Lions. I decided I, I the Lions really from a stretch of um maybe whenever to to now and, and today probably still their biggest concern has been a lack of running back talent. So I think you satisfy that need by selecting Yeah, I like that. Guy. Obviously Henry ha- has come on strong in, in recent years. Um has had a good career um, overall, but but as I said, had had a terrific year last year and has really made um, a bigger name for himself. Um, um, his he made his only pro um, Pro Bowl um, last year and has really only improved um, over time. Here I'll read you a few stats. 2016, he had um, five touchdowns. 2017, still five touchdowns and really took off in 2018 with 12 and then um, had a career high um, in um, in touchdowns this year at, at 16. Yeah, um, a beast. I, I like Derrick Henry. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I feel like people look at Derrick Henry and look at the fact that the Titans have been or were successful that year, and that's the reason for calling Derrick Henry a good player. But but it's not just that. Uh, obviously, we saw the big jump from 5 to 12, from 17 to 18, and that is because of DeMarco Murray's decline or then retiring. Right. Uh, so I think Derrick Henry has a very bright future, considering he's only been the, the main running back for, like, two years. Uh, anyway, we will move on to the 17th pick where the Falcons like the Browns selecting a guy who was on their team uh, for a – or who was on their team or who, who got drafted by them but, but not at this 
selection now on the Browns, ironically, in Austin. Um, yeah, I like that. Hooper goes um, a little bit later. Um, for me, he's obviously had a, um, a good career. Um, I think it's you know somewhat rare we see um, tight ends go in the first round, but I think he is, he is certainly worthy um, of that. I think that the Falcons here go with the guy you had going at 15 in Joe the Show, Sherbert. Yeah, uh, I think those both work. I feel like if you have a pick that, although once again, a, a four-year fallout isn't completely ideal, it's, it's still solid. You see these guys who, um, who, who, or not a lot, but some of them have kind of faded around now from their teams. A lot of these guys have changed teams already, with which probably raises questions on how good this draft class is, if their teams are giving up on them. But you'll see the same amount, and at least these guys are very talented. I think either of these picks work. I have um, him off the board, and I feel like Cooper is a a good option to get someone who is already very yeah. good on your team. All right, team. we'll move right along here to 18, to the Colts, um, where I think that they go with, with – um, a guy you had going a little bit earlier, Dill, in Derrick Henry. Now we we talked about him um, a little bit um, when when we were uh, discussing Dylan's pick. So there's not much I have to say about that. But Dill, you can give your pick here. Yeah, I think the pick here is um, Jack Conklin. Obviously, you had him going number ten to the Giants. I, I know that this fall is not necessarily. Uh, that that might be seen as a slip, but but I think he is a very a very solid player, um, and I feel like the Colts just need an offensive line. And even though they selected Ryan Kelly, who I only have going a few picks later, I think it is better to select a tackle who is still good and on the board. So we'll move on to the 19th pick, where I have the Bills making a, a huge selection. Um, all right, before we get to that, um, I will give you guys. My pick, where I think that the Bills here go with um, uh, an offensive lineman, a guy you just mentioned, Dill, a guy who went 18 in real life, and Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly, yeah. I think that is so, uh, not somewhat ideal, very ideal. Um, I think that is logical. I feel like if they, if they make that selection again, it ends up, um, or if they make that selection, if the bill not again, if the Bills make that selection, then it is a a solid one. I was thinking either offensive line with Kelly or or quarterback. Now I think for you, the best quarterback on the board is not even gonna try to to try to guess who I think the best offensive lineman on the board. I mean, if you're really looking at it after the the three or the three now main guys, and I guess the two of them were main. At the beginning, now, I have Goff on the board still, so I think he is the pick to the Bills now. But just to look, the best quarterback um, after is Jacoby Brissett. He was not a bad player, but but if he was not put into these current situations where where Andrew Luck was retiring and and stuff like that, he would probably never have been a starting quarterback in in the NFL. So anyway, we will move on to the 20th pick with the Jets. Yeah, um, before we get to that, though, Dill, do you want to rally off what what some of the previous picks have been? Yeah, uh, good idea. So I don't remember where we stopped doing this. Was it it 12, maybe? I think it was – 
maybe it was 16. Well, well, I think 13 was Tunsil, like you said. 14 was Carl Joseph. You said that 15 was Corey Coleman. 16 to the Lions was Taylor Decker. 17 to the Falcons was Keanu Neal. 18 to the Colts was Ryan Kelly. 19 to the Bills was Shaq Lawson. And then here at 20, the pick for the Jets was Darren. Lewis. Yeah. All right. So I will give my pick now. Um, and I have the Jets here going with the guy you had going to fix earlier in Alton Hooper. Yeah, I, the Jets tight end at the time was, was not great. I don't exactly remember, but, but if it's not standout, then it's probably not that good. I have the Jets satisfying um, one of their many, many needs um, by selecting Ryan Kelly. Yeah, um, obviously I had Kelly going um, just one pick earlier. We'll move right along here to 21 to the Texans where um, – where, um, the pick in real life was Will Fuller. Um, he was um, actually a cut for me. I briefly considered um, putting him in. The talent has been there. The injury concerns have really halted him. Um, but anyway, I think that the Texans here go with um, Kenny Clark, a guy who went um, who went 27 to the Packers and has been solid on that defense, um, has made one Pro Bowl, and – has has stuck with them since since being drafted there. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Uh he is he's been a, a pretty good player, but but I don't have Will Fuller going. I think you could argue him over another receiver that I had being selected, but just because of Fuller's injuries, I did not want to have him being selected. I'd be Texans going with Jordan. Yeah, Jordan I like Howard. that. Um, we will move on to 22 to so the Redskins, where I, I actually have Jordan Howard going as well. Um, so not too much difference there. Um, now, the the pick in real life here to the Redskins was, was another receiver in, in the course of of three straight receivers in Josh Doxson. Um, now I think I think Jordan Howard ends up working out for the Redskins. Maybe um, Adrian Peterson never comes and has and I don't know drinks from the fountain of youth and, and seems to be restored as he has over the course of the last few years in in Washington. But anyway, that's the pick here for me to the Redskins. Bill, what what's your pick here? Well, I mean, yes, Adrian Peterson won. Well, obviously, you're not predicting Adrian Peterson to still be – maybe still be playing at the high level that he was. But, but he was coming off a year where he was the best running back probably in the league. So so maybe you – that's not even ever a concern. I'm not that you think you're going to get Adrian Peterson because he bounced around from, from the Saints and the Cardinals and, and then to the Redskins um, after leaving the Vikings. But anyway – I think um, the Redskins here are going to select Kenny. Yeah, um, I like that pick. Um, obviously, um, he went just one pick earlier, so we just have some swap picks there. Now we will move on here to 23, to the Vikings, where um, I think that they go with a guy who went to the Bears in real life. Um, and and um, I think as we, um, as we discussed um, on the – um, on Dill's podcast yesterday, we we made the decision um, over what is, we we separated what is considered a disappointment um, over what is a bust. Um, I think Leonard Boyd is probably a disappointment here. Um, 
but I think that anyway, um, I think Leonard Floyd goes um, from the Bears to the Vikings and stays in the NFC North. Yeah, I think the Vikings um, select a different player here. By yeah, I like that. Um, Keanu Neal goes just one pick um, later for me to the Bengals. Um, so not too much difference there for 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 either of us. Um, we will just move on to the Bengals pick here. Yeah. Uh, now with the twenty fourth pick, I'd be Bengals selecting a guy you had twenty three. Yeah. Um, now Floyd. just to go back for for a quick second, um, the pick, the pick um, in real life for the Vikings at twenty three was Laquan Treadwell, um, and the pick um, here in real life was was William Jackson for um, for the the Bengals. Um, now we will move on here to to 25 to the Steelers as we have swap picks at 23 and 24. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to move on to the Steelers. Dill, who do you have to select? I have the Steelers selecting a very solid um, interior defensive lineman for for the rivals um, in Matthew Don. Sorry, I think that is Yeah, now um I think that I'm I have him going just a few picks later. I think that the Steelers here go with Cody Whitehair. Yeah, it's a good pick. I have him going number twenty six to the Broncos. Um yeah, that then that, that's All right, so um now we know your pick goes. I think that the Broncos here twenty six go with Corey Littleton. Yeah. I have Corey Littleton going um, at, around the end of this. I mean, technically, this is around the end. I think the Broncos. Yeah, so um, I obviously had him going 25 to the Steelers. So, again, not too much difference. As, as we we have pretty similar um, redrafts overall, as you guys have probably already taken notice of. But we will move right along here to 27. To um to the Packers, where in real life the pick was Kenny Clark, as we are he is um off the board for both of us. But I think that the Packers replace him with with another D lineman in Matt Judon. Yeah, I think the the Packers go defense as well. I have Judon off the board, so I think they go. Yeah, I like that. Smith, Smith goes j- just one pick later for me. So as these these uh, redrafts continue to be very similar for us, um. Dill, you can you can rally off the what were the last few picks up to up to twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. So with the the twenty fifth pick, the Steelers selected Artie Burns, one of the bigger busts of this draft. With the twenty sixth pick, the Broncos selected Paxton Lynch, probably the biggest bust of the draft. Um, with the twenty. So we are back. Um, we once again continue to have technical I have trimmed down the audio, so it will all sound natural for you guys listening. But anyway, we left off, or we got disconnected, rather, um, when Dill was, give, was about to give us the 28th overall pick, where it was Joshua Garnett. Um, I think that the 49ers here go with Jalen Smith. Yeah, I have him going a pick earlier, so I have him going with a different linebacker, the second of four straight linebackers in Deion Jones. Yeah, I like that Deion just goes um, a couple picks later. Um, 
just an FYI for you guys as we wind things down, there are only 31 picks in the first round here, and that would be due to the Patriots um, losing their first-round pick um, due to the, the Deflategate scandal. Um, so that is why there are only 31 picks um, in this first round. But anyway, um, we will move on to 29 to the Cardinals, where I think the Cardinals here go with Robbie Anderson to, to pair with to pair with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I like that pick. I have him going at some point in this first round as well, a bit later, because everything is a bit later now, just because there's, there's only a few, few picks left. The pick in real life was Robert Candice, maybe the only hard name I will ever be um, capable of announcing, or, or, or pronouncing. It's not completely, like, relevant. Um, anyway, I have the Cardinals selecting Miles Jack. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, Jack goes just uh, two picks later. We'll, we'll give it up um, at this point. Um, we will move on to, to 30, the second to last pick here, uh, where I have the Panthers selecting Deion Jones. Yeah, I have the Panthers selecting another linebacker in Corey Littleton. Yeah, obviously Littleton went um, a few picks earlier for me. It's 26 to the Broncos to be exact, but now we'll round things out here at 31. Um where I think that the Seahawks add to the Legion of Boom with Miles Jack. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. I have the Seahawks making a, a, a good pick to add to their, their offense, which was kind of always overshadowed by the defense. It was not horrible, um, though this was, or, or now that, that Martian Lynch um, was gone, uh, and some of the offense was just like, not not playing as good as a level as maybe you'd want them to. I think they add to that receiving core by selecting Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I like that. So that wraps things up um, as far as the redraft. Um, now we will move on to the what-if scenarios. Dilly, you can get us started off here. Uh, one that we kind of already discussed or, or started discussing. Uh, do the Chiefs ever win uh, Super Bowl 54, I think, without, without Tyreek Hill? Um, I think, um, hmm, I think that maybe they do. I think the majority of that actually ends up depending on, on, um, the, the next redraft, the 2017 redraft, um, where, where they got, um, Mahomes, obviously. So, so that, I think that that would probably be the bigger factor. Um, I think, um, well, so I think the the thing you have to remember when discussing this now, Tyreek Hill was was a late round snag in in the fifth round. Um, so maybe they end up getting um another late round snag as opposed to as opposed to Hill. Um, you, you never really know. Um, so I think I, I think um probably not, but but I think that that the majority of that probably rides on the 2017 draft. Right, because uh, that was obviously the draft where they selected Mahomes. Now, this is a what if for me, not you, uh, that I'm just going to kind of be explaining my, my thoughts on. Now, the Cowboys, who I do not have, end up getting a quarterback in this draft class, or, or at least not of one of them that, that has had any NFL success. And, and Dak Prescott with a, a fourth or third or no, fourth round pick in real life, uh, and he led them to a 13-3 season and first in the NFC next year now they most likely never do that but but what is the cowboys uh, or 
the Cowboys, I think, end up being terrible again, and they look to get a, a 2017 or a quarterback in the 2017 draft. Is there a very good chance they end up with a Patrick Mahomes slash Deshaun Watson type guy? Um, I I think that there is because I think, like you said, I don't think that me, I don't think that they're necessarily terrible, maybe, but I think that that they aren't they aren't as good um as as they were obviously as you said um considering considering Prescott was was quite frankly an MVP candidate um that year now they get Zeke um for for you they they still end up with Prescott for me but no Zeke um so I think um I think that um they probably don't um end up getting the the same they don't get the same level of success um for you um and I think that maybe they do end up with 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 a quarterback um in 2017. Okay. Um so I do not have any more what if scenarios. Uh I'm not sure if you do. Yeah, I, I don't am either. ready. Yeah, so you can do an outro. Yeah. All right guys, so thank you um for listening. That will wrap things up. Um for this episode, be sure to tune in um next time uh or be sure to tune in next time to this um for a stacked quarterback 2017 class with with the likes of of Mahomes and Watson um as well as some other guys in there including TJ Watt um just to name a few um that wraps things up um here for me be sure to continue to check out the DW podcast for all the NBA content we will do the 2016 NBA redraft tomorrow where we have guys like Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram. Um, so that, yeah, so that's that. Um, as far as this episode, again, continue to listen to both podcasts for um, as much redraft content as you can get. But for right now, that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you guys for listening and bye-bye.